Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome to your week. What's going on? Happy May. You know? It is officially the fifth month of 2021. I have to say it's going quickly um, for me. You know, I'm super busy. But also, this time last year, I remember I was finally starting to unwind a little bit. You know, COVID came in and like blasted everything, you know, and it was stressful. I mean, if you've had to shelter in place and, you know, I know people who had to shelter in place through a divorce, uh, my situation with the dementia, um, the moodiness, it last year was just awful in a million ways. Um, but it was also good in a lot of ways. That's the dichotomy, right? It was just ridiculously stressful, but also completely relaxing. <laughs> it was so strange. And so I think this year, you know, we're continuing um, a trend. You know, it's it's much better for me this year. I don't know what happened. The balance uh, has returned a little bit more and, you know, trying out some things. Uh, if you have a loved one who has uh, dementia issues, make sure you monitor their blood sugar and um, get their thyroid checked. You know, Western medicine is notorious for doing it half-ass. Like, they treat your symptoms. They never really spend a lot of time trying to figure out why you are the way you are. And with a little bit of research, you'll find some answers. Now, I'm not saying make Google your doctor. That's silly. But go into your doctor's office armed with information. They work for you. And if they don't like it and they get an attitude, well, listen, I don't find another doctor. Find a better doctor. You know? Anyway, I... uh had a decent weekend. Yesterday, I never quite found my joy. It was weird. I was not in a great mood after about 10 o'clock in the morning. And I don't know why. Something must have entered my space and I never let it go. Um, I know I I was really joyful doing my whole, you know, driving, uh, uh, driving around doing my grocery pickup. Thanks, COVID. That whole picking up the groceries thing is fantastic. I'm middle-aged, and if I don't have to walk around and and go into a store, great. I hope that never goes away. Um, So anyway, I was okay doing that, and I think some... Oh, I think I had a conversation that never quite left my consciousness, and I kind of stayed mad about it, (laughs) low-key, which is not what you're supposed to do. I'm telling you guys all the time, cut your refractory time. Don't stay mad about things. And I didn't take my own advice yesterday. And I just realized that. Um, let's see. But yeah, you know, it was, it was an okay day though. You know, I, I had a lot to accomplish over the weekend and I did it, you know, uh, taking care of my own grass. Uh, that was unique. Um, so I have to split it up. I can't cut both back and front, you know, in one day. It's just too much. And it's like a jungle back there. So you're not just cutting the grass. You're hacking at these vines and weeds. And it's just a lot. (laughs) But I do feel a sense of accomplishment and pride that I've done this. You know, I can't explain it. And my dad loved this. And he loved this particular yard. Uh, 
In fact, I'm going to tell you something about stone. So my dad used to like to take all these decorative stones and, you know, like make these little uh, flower bed areas. Well, none. my mom didn't keep that up. She let it go. And so now I'm cutting grass 45 years later, running over his decorative stones. That's, there's symbolism there. I just haven't figured out what it is. <laughs> and when I hit one with my brand new mower the other day, I was like, okay, I got to admit, this is something that I don't miss about my dad. Now I'm mad because he's been playing at these stones and it's going to tear up my new mower. But uh, he loved the yard and uh, I don't. <laughs> so there's symbolism in me running over one of his old ass stones. <laughs> My dad's been gone for a long time. He hasn't lived in this house for a long time. And it's like, but the stones are still there. So anyway, uh, did you guys watch that Tenet movie? So, you know, I, I love HBO. Warner Warner's is like my dream place to work. Um, maybe. I, I got to be honest. I interned there. It was unpleasant, but I always felt like it would be a good home for my movies. Don't ask me why. Okay, so back to this Tenet thing. So I'm watching it, and I don't know what I'm watching. Christopher Nolan is just too smart for me. His movies are... I just... I'm not smart enough to, uh, you know, get his films. So, like, Inception... uh, What was the other one? The one that really put him on the map was... The one with Guy Pierce and he Memento. Ugh. So I'm thinking, I think that's Christopher Nolan. Uh, the world must just be a boring ass place to Christopher Nolan, you know, because his movies are so complicated and all about time bending and, you know, you moving backwards, but you moving forwards or you can't grasp something and you just, he just does the most. And I'm not sharp enough I tried to get into it I just was like I don't understand what's happening um I just I don't know his Batman movies were some of the darker ones and more complicated I just you know I like the if I had to pick uh I'd pick the Batman with Michael Keaton and the Prince soundtrack because it was simple and fun you know, I get it. The Joker was a little dark, but Christopher Nolan's Batman and, you know, his Joker, it drove Heath Ledger crazy. <laughs> I'm not blaming Christopher Nolan for Heath Ledger's issues, but you know what I mean? Like, it's a lot there. It's a lot to unpack. I'm not skillful enough to understand his films. Um, I appreciate the technicality, but man, I don't understand how you... I, anyway... So the other thing I took from it is John David Washington does not look like his father at all, but he sounds like him. So when you don't look at the screen, you can hear Denzel's voice. But when you look at the screen, it's like that's not Denzel. But I will say this. He does not favor his father, but he's watchable because I watched most of the movie because of him. Um, and I thought he was good. I remember looking him up because he was so, um, entertaining on the, um, HBO show with, uh, The Rock. What was that? The one where he played a sports agent. John David Washington played a, um, a, 
a running back or a wide receiver. I think he played a wide receiver. And he was so flamboyant and crazy talking. I was like, who is this guy? And I looked him up and I'm like, Denzel. Okay, Denzel's son is acting. And so, yeah, he's watchable. I I will give him that because I would not have watched that if he wasn't in it. Because <laughs> I was like, what is this? Um, but yeah, I'm not recommending it and I'm not not recommending it. I just, I personally don't know what I watched. Um, I just, you know, I, it was too complicated for me to be entertained by it, but that doesn't mean it's not a great movie. I mean, visually it's amazing and the stuff they're trying to accomplish. It was amazing. I'm just, like I said, I'm just not that deep. I, it it just went all over my head. And when I have to work that hard, I just quit. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. My life has got enough going on in it that I don't have time to just, you know, be trying to figure out a movie. Uh, Not like that. Um, So that was interesting. Also, uh, one of my buddies at work has me watching a series on PBS called Philly DA. It doesn't necessarily explain what like prosecution and the criminal justice system is really like, but it is fascinating to watch um, someone who calls themselves a reformer come in and, and, you know, the uphill battle they face, because I think personally there, it's one thing to try to change the system, you know, but really when you hear that phrase, they're really just attacking the the facilitators of that particular system. They don't really go after the actual system. You know what I mean? Like the actual system would mean, you know, taking away some of the power of the fraternal order of police, meaning if there's a bad police officer, you can actually get rid of them. Um, uh, Taking away some of the power of the teachers union. I know I have friends who are teachers, but the process of getting rid of a bad teacher And you say, how is that connected? Well, there's very clear data that shows and research that shows uh, the school to prison pipeline is a real thing. There's a second grade teacher. I have a friend who teaches second grade. The second grade teachers know who's going into the system as a criminal and who isn't. They already can tell. So if you're not going into those areas and really changing, you know, communities and changing these things that affect so strongly the criminal justice system, then you're not really reforming anything to me. I mean, I feel like you're just, you know, grasping at straws. We, we, we can't reform a society without reforming people. You have to reform the people. Systems mean nothing without people. It's the people inside the system, not the facilitators of the system that need change. We need more accountability. People need to make better decisions and you need to be accountable for the things you did that landed you in the system. So then once you take ownership of that, then you can own those behaviors and change those behaviors and possibly change your life. There are plenty of people who who wound up in a bad situation And they were like, you know what? I will never do this again. And they stayed out. They they really did. You know, I watched uh, on Saturday. There was a there's a show called American Gangster. It actually came on before the movie came out. And I saw that they had revived it a little bit. 
on BET. And there was a woman who who had become a, a drug queen pin alongside her husband. He got killed. She took over the business. Uh, uh, I want to say they were in um, Detroit because Black Mafia was part of it. And she just ran this thing. And then her her husband got murdered. Her business partner got murdered. She, you know, five years later, she just looked at the situation and was like, you know what? This is not a life. I got a son to raise. I'm up. Never got arrested. Never got charged with anything and just stopped and lived a whole different life. I think her son was 26 when he found out his mom was like a major drug mover. <laughs> so, I mean, you can quit. You can make the choice. And what I love about what she said was, I know I know what I was doing. I know what I did was wrong. And I knew that I had to get out of it. And so, yeah, that's called accountability. I made a mistake. I enjoyed the money. I enjoyed the high life. But a lot of pain and suffering and anguish comes with that life. And I let it go. And now she works to heal communities ravaged by drugs. Respect. I'm just saying, I don't understand anything other than that. (laughs) I don't understand. I've never been allowed. And I guess it was the way I was raised. It was like, did you do this? Yes. Okay. Then don't do it again. All right. And then it was over. You know what I mean? Like, but when you used to sit there, the worst, you know, spankings I got or admonishments I got. Yes, I grew up in the 70s. We got spankings. Um, you know, it was when I tried to lie about it. And this whole, you know, fake it till you make it or lie about things, you know, I don't get it. I really don't. Philly DA is interesting. Uh, like I said, it didn't really explain the process. Like, I don't feel like I'm a, a lawyer now or anything, but it, it highlights... Um, the difficulty that people have making changes, but also, you know, this whole idea that the people who are coming in to make the changes are all, you know, lovey-dovey and sweet and, you know, <laughs> granola and want a whole hand. They're, they're bullies on both sides. Let's just put it that way. I don't find the Democrats to be any less bully, uh, bullyish than if that's a word, then the Republicans, they just bully each other on different topics, you know, and I, I find both parties extreme. I'd love a viable third party. That's just me. But anyway, that's that was my weekend. I and, and a lot of being in the yard and bagging up uh, stuff and, uh, <laughs> you know, being an adult, it has its moments where it's completely overrated. And being in the yard is one of them. Yikes. So I hope you have a wonderful week. Let's set the tone. Let's, let's set the bar high. You know, let's just punch it in the face. Like, boom. Just a knockout blow, you know. Like, to have just an amazing week with, uh, you know, all kinds of joy and love and excitement. You know, I'm excited about our future. I don't know what's happening. I really don't. Yesterday, I did not catch my wave of joy, but today I have it. I got up earlier and meditated longer, and I do feel better. Um, And yeah, you just got to find your joy. You got to find the reasons to be excited. There are a lot of things that can bring you down. You just can't let them. 
You just can't let them. You got to fight through it. And shame on me for not recognizing that mood and getting out of it quicker. But I'm back today. <laughs> so I hope everybody has an amazing week. And uh, again, if if you watch that tenant and you understand it, get at your girl. Let me know because I was just confused the whole time. Um, also, like I said, check out Philly DA on uh, PBS.org. It's interesting. It really is. It uh, It's fascinating how people have come to the conclusions that they think they have the answers. Everybody thinks they're right. And that's part of the problem. Like people aren't really communicating about uh, the bigger, broader issues. Like we're all just kind of stuck on these topics and these catchphrases and we hashtag them. And then no one's having a real conversation. We're just saying, I'm right, and let's do it this way. Everybody feels that way. And everybody thinks they're a good person. So that's a problem. I don't know. Fascinating. We can't, all, we can't fix everything. I certainly can't. And I'm certainly not going to try to. Uh, I just try to, you know, make you see things a different way. A more expansive way. Because I feel like we just have these stunted, weird conversations in our country about everything. And they're not really conversations because that's the thing with social media. They make you think you're having a conversation, but it's really just people stating their opinion nonstop. And you know the saying, opinions are like assholes. Everybody knows one. (laughs) I changed it a little bit. (laughs) Because that's what I do. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Be your best.